Native Soil Fertilizer is an all-natural, locally sourced fertilizer. All ingredients are upcycled nutrients sourced within a couple hours drive from San Diego and sold in independent home and garden centers and co-ops. Come out to your local garden center and ask for Native Soil Fertilizer. If they don't have it, please visit www.upcyclingcompany.com forward slash shop and enter the coupon Urban Homestead for 20% off. Native Soil Fertilizer. No chemicals, no fillers, no kidding. Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life back into the land. Oh, oh, oh. help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. Welcome to the Urban Homestead Radio. We are your hosts, Annie, Justin, Jordan. Special thanks to our sponsor, Layman's, in Kidron, Ohio. For over 60 years, they have provided practical, non-electrical tools and appliances and home goods. Our family has been a huge fan of theirs since the 1990s and have purchased many quality products for our own homestead. When technology fails, their products will certainly work. So check out their website and online catalog at layman's.com. That's L-E-H-M-A-N-S.com. We appreciate the support of this podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. We're going to continue our conversation and education. Our, what I've learned at the EcoFarm conference. Enlightenment. Yeah. So, well, okay. this is probably some of the time. I mean, we Anise came home and she was like telling us everything, like save it for the podcast. <laughs> Tell us all at one time. She came back. Yeah. Hey, she's like, all talking. She's like, she you're not tired. I'm not tired. You're not tired. You're not tired. <laughs> well, because it's, yeah, she'll tell you what she ended up just, coming to after being driven. I was like, back. just say it once for the podcast, and there it is. Yeah. Hey. So we're hearing some of this for the first time as well. Hey, that was a long day. Yeah. Hey, I didn't just come back from Eagle Farm. Then I had to do a, a farm dinner on top of that. Yeah. So. So, well, well, I was holding down the fort. You were holding down the fort, but good. I was, you know, if I, yeah. All right. Road trips can do wonders <laughs> to your brain. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so back. So one of the one other workshops I wanted to get to, okay, is um the social media. Okay, all right. So the so the lady she there was three women who gave this one about social media. Maybe if you like who they are. Yeah, I actually I should have gone back and told. um, No, but what form are they with on my presentation? Yeah, the presentation is there's a lot. It's on the Facebook. I mean, it's on their website. Yeah, so it's three women. One had a flower farm. I think two of them had a flower. Maybe it was only two women. I can't remember. Well, we there were some with three. 
There was a lot of information. <laughs> information overload. Yeah, it was information okay, overload. Let's go to the highlights. Could have been okay. two women doing this presentation. It could have been two hundred women. Might have been actually man, man too as well, but we don't know. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, is, like I wasn't the only one saying. People were like, "Wow, it's a lot to put in." They're just like they're just going from one workshop where they're little. You know, everybody has their little pads. You know, right now, right now, right now. Right, so, so, all right. So this one was about utilizing social media. So, you know how to be, be better on your website. Of course, we all know that Jordy's working on doing ours, improving ours, which is of course a video, introducing people to the farming business. So, encouraging a weekly blog post, which I got to do more. She said, <laughs> we have however, weekly podcast. We have how, yes, however, the things have changed. She said more pics. Mm -hmm. She said the word count. Nowadays, yes. under 250, 250 words now, the, the, now it's a whole thing. Span? Next touch about less than 250 words and three photos. She said they have to read it in under two minutes and then go move on. Yeah. She said, no, these long da 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 So it was a whole, I was like, okay, I guess I'm an old fogey. I have to change my thing on that. So Instagram is the biggest interaction now. Facebook is not as relevant, unfortunately. Facebook is, is for, for old, is old folks. <laughs> she said, sad, sorry to break it to you. So people are seeking authenticity. They want to know this. <laughs> 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 sorry. It's the opposite of Okay, keep going. <laughs> hey, I'm writing notes and I'm, I'm sending yeah, texts on my computer. Oh, so, don't worry about the peanut gallery over here. So, uh, tell a story. Just it online. Yeah. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> no, there's a good point. We're yeah. good. We don't show you the bad fake pictures on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. So she said, just be yourself. Don't be afraid of pictures. She said, don't be afraid of pictures. So as one of the women, of women, the women there, um, she said that she would refer herself in third person. Always show pictures of her husband farming or her dog, and never her. And I'm not quite sure how a picture of her got on Instagram. Either somebody took it and it was one of like most liked. And so then she started realizing it's, um, you have to be comfortable to be out there. People want to see, because she said there's an app that figures out like your nine, nine most popular Instagram posts. And a lot, all of them had people in it. It's human interest. And if you see all our Instagram posts, they have no people in it. <laughs> you put a camera, guess where we are? Over there. <laughs> we are following Far away. Unless we're you're absolutely photophobic. forced to be. Photophobic. Photophobic. Yeah. Photophobic. Photophobic. Yeah. <laughs> you put a camera, you see a scatter <laughs> Yeah, she did say she, she said, and she showed the Instagram. She goes, and there's me. Not so flattering, but she says, whatever. You know, people so she just. The, the thing is, people don't see the non-flattering. We see it. You see it about yourself. Mm -hmm. but you realize not yeah. people see it. They want to see people. They want to see people in. So natural. are we comfortable with taking pictures no. of ourselves? Okay. No, still. Okay, next. So basically, Instagram every day, which I don't do. Be in the photo. Be comfortable in front of a camera. Do if you're weeding and watering. Um, she said, just be genuine. Um, nothing's going to be perfect. Even to say, hard day in the farm. Uh, lost, you know, lost uh, the crop to ground squirrels. Or a hard day in the farm. Share your personality. Maybe if you're listening to a certain music while you're working, you know, hashtag the band or whatever. So, so that was some good points. Um, All valid points. Yeah, so that was... All things you need stuff. to work on. Yeah. Yeah, and so then another, the, I think I talked... But being so public, we are... For being so public, we are fiercely private. Yeah. And that's the thing is. It's like, we're well known publicly, but... I hate a picture. We are fiercely yeah. private. Yeah. We don't share much. 
And basically, another point was made um, in one of the workshops was love it. You, you know, you love what they love what they do. We love what we do, but it's not an excuse to be being poor. So she what? said, <laughs> "Say that again. Can we say that again? Say it so, again. Repeat. Say it, repeat. Love what you do, but it's not an excuse to be poor. Hey, that was their quote, not mine. <laughs> yes, it's a mantra. Let's all say it. All three of us. <laughs> it's so, a mantra. Yeah. Every morning, you know, do yoga and do that. <laughs> love what you, you do, do, but it's not an excuse to being poor. <laughs> <laughs> so she said content yeah. I'm going to put that on your wall <laughs> she's basically saying you know because it helps your farm you have to you can't help other like we say we can't we, I can't help anybody if I well, okay what's our quote okay. we can't you help, can't help anybody if we're drunk okay same thing People she said like, poor but hey, we said can you help me with this garden and we're like <laughs> so um, she says yeah so Instagram use it to contact companies exchange for posts Instagram is the biggest thing as I told I think I told you relatively recently that I met two people who met their significant others on Instagram Okay. Yeah. No. I'm like in the space of a this week. This you didn't learn yeah, on, we Echo met Farm? on Instagram. And this is this is a Echo Farm. No, workshop? it's just like the photographer. So like, oh, oh, maybe on Instagram. We met on Instagram. Hashtag Echo Farm. Beards and beanies, baby. I told him he's not to come home without a farm window. Got farm <laughs> All right, back to workshops. <laughs> okay, so where were we on? Um, Love what you do, but don't be poor. Okay, so that was the workshops for or Thursday. Or single. But <laughs> you gotta read that after everything I sent you one day. Okay. Oh, no, that's, that's another. That's another that's podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah, dear Abby, I'm a farmer, and I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna definitely be alone for. <laughs> Because I chose to do the right thing and okay. take care of my family's farm. Put that on Echo Next Farm one. Part right, 3. Alright, go back to uh, do what you love but don't be boring. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, that was about it. So I think I covered all the workshops on Thursday. Um, I missed the keynote speaking, uh, the eliminating hunger. Um, I missed that one because I used the opportunity to go to the marketplace um, marketplace uh, thing to solicit, see if I could solicit some sponsors. Uh, so that's why contacts. next time we all have to go so we all can hit all the workshops at one and time. But you never came back with any pens. I did one. I need one swag, Mies. When you go to these one pens, pen? I did. where's I the pens? I, I, I do have swag. I have Dr. Bronner's. Yes. No, no, no. The, the Sample ones, size the bathroom, yes. personal size bathroom. <laughs> so I do not see a pen. Is this the pen? No. When you go to conferences, it's probably at the house. you come back with swag. Yes. Like that is a requirement. Bags of swag. We're gonna, we're gonna teach you. We're gonna go back, road trip to get more swag. Yes. Okay. So, so that evening um, was Thursday. So, what was I think? Was that Dolores and Seaswap or not? I gotta refresh my memory. Where was that? It says Dolores here. Filmed. At some point, you went to the dance. Dolores Huerta and Dance. Okay, that was on Friday. So, so okay. So on Thursday, these are like the special events they haven't highlighted. So, they had a a film. Look and see which a portrait of Wendell Berry, which I had already seen, so I didn't. Um, but the five keys, um, the Wayside Farm people went to see that. Um, I think I was actually wasn't sure what I was doing at the time. I could have been in the marketplace because you know you're hanging out with people. And there's no time. It's like a casino. There's yeah, no you're just like time and days blur. <laughs> there's no time in the in a farm. Or I was prepping my brain for the seed swap. Yeah. She was, doesn't quite know where she was <laughs> at all times. No, I, you were sober. Yes, I was. There was there, yes, there was alcohol, but I didn't I didn't drink. And marijuana. Uh, yeah. so. Yes, <laughs> I didn't, didn't partake. You did not partake. Did not okay. 
Still need swag. I did. I think I had a little sip of wine. Somebody offered me, but that was. I was like, I actually drink more at home than I did out. Okay, that's too much information. Okay, Echo Farms Part Two. Okay, so the seed and the seed swap was at Merrill Hall, so we got there early, but they were like, no, you know, we're waiting till eight thirty. So they did and. Open. Oh yeah, open, open, open. So yeah, it was it was pretty massive. I mean, people were hovered over the table like three deep. I was like trying to look and see. So I grabbed the get swallows inside a bunch yeah. of seeds. Free for all. Yeah, did, free did, for all it was a free for all. I did get some seeds. Wildflowers, um, flowers. I remember flowers. honestly the last time we were there, I remember mean, sweating. It was just like mm -hmm. full contact. I remember mean, mm -hmm. dripping in sweat mm -hmm. because it was like oh boy, and you know this guy had this wheat. And we had to get to yeah. this week. Onion yeah. seeds or something. Yeah, and it was just like full contact. Spot. Yeah, so Sergio, because I had a bag. Sergio, you know, doesn't carry a bag. So he was <laughs> stuffing it. I had that, you know, they, they, send, they give you Echo Farm bags, but, you know. So he was stuffing in his pockets and his shirt. He was just like, he was like, Big big pockets and big shirts, and I was joking. Yeah, I was like, I was like patting him down. I was like, "Where are you gonna put it next?" See, you know? women they just stuff I know. So, he was, so I gave him a hard time where he's putting all his seeds, but so that was that. <laughs> but it was nice. I mean, it was like, oh boy, I wish. Yeah, I was like, I wish more people here. They could have gotten all hit all the tables and not just relied See, on. That's them. when you have like a team. You need your tag team. Team, team, tag team. team. You get together and you. Coordinate watches. Synchronize watches. Yes. We so in the middle at fifteen hundred houses. I think what the the most challenge to me was because it's in a hall and the middle was empty. Some people are coming this way, some people are coming that way, so there was a cross. So if I was standing behind a person and I thought they were going left, mm -hmm. they might have been coming the, uh, the opposite direction and coming against me. So I was like, thought I was like moving, like, okay, I'm going to move along this way. Well, meantime, some people were moving this way. So it was a little weird in, in direction. So I was like, oh well. So that was Thursday. Is that when they met up with the Robert Echo? Yeah, so, yeah, so I was sitting next to a gentleman and, um, you know, people are not they're like, oh, where are you from? What do you do? And so he mentioned, uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm going to give a presentation. I'm the one that wrote a book on, because um, I could see, uh, you know, my eyes weren't, because sometimes the, the, the name tags the name tags are a little tilted or sometimes turned over. So I was trying to get a, like, look at him without staring at his chest, but like, <laughs> like okay, try to, try to figure out who this guy is before I knew, you know, guess who he was, but... Um, so he's like, yeah, I wrote the book of Edwell. I was like, oh, I, he didn't have to finish the sentence. So I was like, oh, I know, because I could see K. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, we have your book. That's like the very first book that Dad bought. Dad rarely bought any books. John Jevons and this guy's book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. He didn't buy anything. No, so he was. Um, I don't edible know. landscaping. It's called edible landscaping. It is edible landscaping. It's like so what, uh, it's it's a I don't know how you say. It. Yeah. Catalog um, of all the edible plants yeah. and their growing habitat and pruning stuff yeah. and spacing, mm -hmm. and it's like old school. Like, it's I mean, like genuine. It really is the only book you need on edible. Yeah, basically. Well, Rosalind Creasy was the afterwards. So. Yeah, but did the forward to his book. But so this was written over twenty years ago. Robert Kowark. 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 I'm not sure. I have to think how you spell it. K O U. You Google that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Edible so, landscaping. Yeah, edible and landscaping. he's now into, he has a lot of books out. One of the out. oldest books yeah. on yeah. edible landscaping. And I think really the only one you need. Yeah. yeah. You don't need so he was there giving a um, talk on irrigation, So because he has some other books out now. He was there for book signing. Um, the, a lot of people there also, not to mention everything else, they do have book signing. So a lot of the people there, they've written books, so there's a lot of 
known people who there to book sign and stuff, so you get to meet and greet. Um, he was there not only to give workshops but sign books, and he was his workshops for that that sessions were um, irrigation. So he had about he had books on roots and irrigation. So he said trip irrigation every day or something like yeah. that. Doesn't work Soft otherwise. So. Yeah. yeah. So I talked to him and he just kinda I said, he said, What do you have? And I said, Well my dad read your book and we did edible landscaping in the front. Okay, so this book first published in nineteen eighty six. This classic is back in print. It's called Designing and Maintaining Your Edible okay. Landscape Naturally. Okay. That was the one that did most. So we got to talking. We could have asked what we were. You invited him on the podcast. Yeah, I invited him on the podcast. He said he's 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 kind of old, old, old school. He doesn't do like Instagram. Yeah. So, but I said we could do a phone. He has a website. Yeah. We uh, so he just you know we talked to talking. So he said you know, so you do permaculture, and I kind of said no, not really. It's more like gardening, farming, homesteading. He said, well, what do you think of permaculture? And I was like. <laughs> How well, it depends because it doesn't fit in every environment. right. So I didn't know how to answer. One size doesn't fit all. Right. Mm -hmm. So I kind of didn't know how to answer, and he, he had an interesting take on it. He didn't. It, he he didn't. said it didn't. It, it, the interesting thing he knew Bill Mollison and stuff like that, and he said some things. Bill Mollison did great, amazing. Yeah, he said great, Australia, but, but he said unfortunately it wasn't a uh, semi-tropic thing, and it kind of doesn't fit. So he is it doesn't more. Doesn't fit everywhere. Yeah, it doesn't fit everywhere. So he said Toby Hemingway is more designed it to more thing, but still he said there's. What was unique about what he said was people don't plan the plants ahead, like planning the plants ahead, meaning, and he said, for instance, and like one of our beefs was, and he had the exact same thing. He was walking and saw some edible landscape group company or, or farming, you know, like farming, well, background they farming, they food and, and, yeah, those, those, those people, and they were putting in a loquat in what? Right up to like on the, it, on the sidewalk or curb or whatever. Well, like that. So he said, and he made a joke. He said, "What did you guys do? Find a, a dwarf loquat?" And they looked at him like, you know, He's what are you talking about? He goes, "It's not going to be like that forever." So he said, "Yeah, just some things don't work." It, it sounds like a good idea. He also said, "Fruit trees on um, the parkway." Um, he relayed a story that, um, you know, it just it just didn't go too well. So. Well, first of all, first of all, I dad had a beef with the fruit trees on the parkway mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. one. They they drop leaves. Mm -hmm. Second of all, they drop fruit. Mm -hmm. Third of all, they need pruning, yeah. and and to produce that. Then mm -hmm. you're talking about messy sidewalks, messy fruit. Then you're talking about uh, who's going to pick up that stuff mm -hmm. because people don't yeah, pick so their fruit. So yeah. it was some similarities with that. Yeah, we yeah, have issues with the permaculture. Yeah. The issue we had with permaculture was people would take a design course mm -hmm. and went and plant a tomato. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, if you do a combination, if you just pass mm -hmm. so many courses mm -hmm. or degrees, mm -hmm. we had that one tour with, uh, we had a permaculture, the one and only permaculture tour we had. Mm -hmm. The guy said, all 13 weeks, he walked around the yard and said, I got it. Mm -hmm. One, he, 13 week course or 10 week course, he walked around the yard and said, hey, I got it. Yeah. But it, classroom learning versus real learning and, and it was, and I think, it's sort of sidetracked. People are, want this paper or certificate mm -hmm. that they're certified. Mm -hmm. And that had to be for that too. And the loquat that we had, to, if you were talking about loquat, we just took out our loquat because it's too big. Mm -hmm. It wasn't profitable. No. It was too big for the small spot. Mm -hmm. And we took it out and put in two raised beds. So yeah. we, we understand what that is. We also had issues with, um, not issues, but the blood orange trees were cute when they're big. Mm -hmm. Now they're massive. Yeah. 
Uh, Lamborghini's cute when it's small. Not yeah, he says that people bravos. don't plant and think for eight to twelve years down the road. And we, well, you know, we, we, we we had to change, change. what we planted evolved, underneath yeah. it. You, you know, you have a big pineapple guava versus a small. We have tomatoes next to the pineapple guava. Then mm -hmm. the pineapple guava gets twenty feet. Then you can't grow tomatoes. Right. So that on so he I talked to him. So that's interesting. And on Friday I attended. Yeah. Oh yeah. So so on Friday I attended his his workshop um, for daily drip irrigation. So basically. So, said what you said but he had like the scientific his slides yeah, were the like thing, scientific the thing why why you were up there i had my own little drip irrigation workshop no mm -hmm. um i rolled out the irrigation that got from the friend gabriel who did mm -hmm. podcast mm -hmm. and ran it 40 feet over the new beds and tried did a dry run and see how how long it's going to take um because i'm unfamiliar with drip and they said run it every day theoretically that should be less water than if i watered once a week if you do it right now I'll have to do all these dials and how much water pressure because I turn on the water pressure full blast and the water squirted all over the place. So yeah. um, I'm not familiar with drip, so it's going to be an education uh, learning experience. I put two rows of tea tape down a three-foot bed. Mm -hmm. I hope that's enough. I was debating whether to do a third one, but I'm not sure, especially if it's been dry. It's going to be 80 all week. Um, it's uh, January... Twenty eighth. Yeah, and with apologies, with two. apologies to the East Coast, I planted my but first tomatoes good. today. No rain. I planted my first tomato seeds today, and it's not even hit and February. And you planted peppers, and it's like. And it's we have barely got. We have no it's not, right. it's not good. Inches. It's just it's not right. It's yeah. wrong. Something's wrong. We're gonna pay for yeah. it one way or the other. Okay, back to Aquifer. I'm sorry for that. Yeah, no, it's fine. That's what's supposed to, you know, we can, there's a lot to talk about. We met up with some people from yeah. Facebook. Went oh well, I'm back classes. to Friday. Yeah. So Friday was the workshops. So I attended that. Also um, visit again the marketplace, so I tried to hiccup with Patagonia and um, some uh, farm companies to maybe become sponsors of or the podcast guest or guests on things. I did one of the ladies that was in the marketplace. Um, I stopped by her booth because she had, you know, a lot of our selling, far, you know, organic fertilizers. There was the books and and the guilds and stuff like that but she had she was the only one that had the little booth with like herbs and so she was right next to the way, the wayside farms people because i was always hanging with them i either dump my i would dump my, my stuff stash. over like okay my jacket is too hot dump my stash over there charge my phone and and walk around the marketplace and so i got to talking with her and i bought some of her herbs she had a little herb shaker um she's uh Herb in a shake with garlic, so she mixes uh, like t uh, nettles and thistles and burdock, and so she makes this to put like on popcorn or in your smoothies. Floresita herbals or botanicals. Yeah. So she's yeah. She recognized you. Yeah. So here's the thing. So I'm talking, and she's like, "Aren't you, you were here with your family and your sister and brother, and your dad?" And I was like, "Whoa." <laughs> Wow. That. And then of that course was, what, Sergio pipes in, in as well. The question is if you remember me, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> These that no, was seven years ago. You have good memories. Seven I, years I'm ago. Bad at oh. memorying people. Well, I was like, whatever. You look familiar, but she was like she was like, oh, she said it was just so amazing, you family and she's just like on and on and on how she remembered us and on and on. I was a little embarrassed. I was like, oh boy. Um, she's like, and so she's like, you know what? Next year, I hope to see all y'all. I, I hope to like, see all of us. Too. <laughs> that was sweet. It's a date. It's so sweet. So it was sweet. I was just like, wow. Like I said, it's like these guys never left. Yeah. <laughs> the like, time works. Really bizarre. It's just, it is good. I mean, a good bizarre. So, so 
So Friday night was the dance. Um, went with the Wayside people again. Um, so hang, hung out with Jessica. Um, and it was really did stay for the whole thing, but um, so but it was it was no dancing. Oh yeah, danced a little bit with Jessica. Um, so no, video, no video. No video of that. <laughs> it was too dark to take video. Was, uh, Anyways, was it Cuban rhythms? What was it? It was one of the biggest bands in. Not mambo. Samba. Samba. Yeah. It, you know they're, how pretty, to samba? they're supposed to be pretty good. Oh yeah, Eagle Farm Dance. Some samba da. So, um, it's the hottest um, Brazilian band. Brazilian band yeah, on the West so, Coast. Yeah, on the West Coast. All right, so. So that was Friday. Moving. Oh, was did I forget about Friday? <laughs> oh yes, I did forget about something about Friday. Pre-dance. Pre-dance. So there was a gap between dinner and the dance, and so I was hanging with Jessica. Um, they're at the lodge, they have the, the porch and they put out now these nice lounge chairs and stuff. So she wanted to sit and decompress. watch the yeah, decompress and be the sunset. So we're sitting there drinking and I said, oh, let me go see if I can find the other, cause she was wondering where their other wayside group was. So I went, was gonna go walk back to the booth and I saw them walking toward me. So I was like, okay. I said, Jessica's looking for you guys. And they were like, yeah, we're having our far LA Farm Guild meeting where we're looking for you. I was like, we're having a meeting? They're like, yep, yeah, we're having a meeting. What's there. LA Farm Guild? So I was like, okay. I'm like, I'm, they're like, you're coming. So I was like, okay. So I kind of got dragged into this LA Farm, um, Farmers Guild meeting. Inaugural. Yeah, inaugural, well, semi-inaugural. only right now. So they had- um, You got drafted? So it was a prompting meeting with, like I said, the Wayside folks, and um, there was a guy na um, named Davis. He was with the Shalom Institute of Malibu. He's head or director of Sh um, Shemesh Farms in Malibu. There, it's a he was talking about it. it's a um, farm, but it also is a program for autistic kids. And they have horses, and he invited us up. Said, "Come on up." So I got his Wait, information. Did you that again? Yeah, he horses, yes. and he invited us up. Okay. And it's on Malibu. We all contacted him like right after the podcast. Yes, we are. And they also um, make this product um, herb, like mixes and stuff like that. So I thought, oh, maybe that'd be cool for the farm boxes. So, sort of made a connection on that. There was another lady, Corinne, and her husband. Sorry, not her, but her partner um, were there. They also had um, started a farm in Malibu. Um, just getting started and so that was that and so we talked about some things about how try to help to how to network because it's you know us running a CSA um, we're always looking for you know without without Sergio's Glen Ivy and you know all the citrus and stuff he brought in is to find other local farmers to do a network or aka multi-farm CSA. Well, we lost so, Blue Heron from Temecula. Yeah and so because uh, she she sold her farm so it was a good thing. So we, we talked about some exciting things. They had a, an exciting idea that came up and they literally bought the domain name on the spot there. <laughs> thanks was to Missy's kind of, tip. Yeah, thanks to my tip. I was like, oh my word, what did I get myself into? Dot com was taken, but they got Yeah, they're like, da da da, see if it's taken. So the guy Googled da 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 dot com. It's taken. So I'm thinking, did you try org? So he tried org. He goes, it's available. We're, I'm buying it. Beep, <laughs> beep, buys it. I'm like, does he need a website designer? Yeah. I know. So they're like, next meeting is in April, and we're so I talked. Well, to, you know, you know, a website designer. So we talked about. I talked about how there's the open silo. Um, our, the I know run by Jessica, and maybe we can connect to that. So, um, she has a this yeah. This coming up this Wednesday is open silo. Uh, like a farming mixer mixer, which I'll probably go to, and maybe we can do some networking there. 
as I was talking to Davis, um, he was saying how, you know, what everybody's asking, okay, what workshop did you get? Did you get to go to this workshop? You missed workshop? some, obviously. I missed some, obviously. You're one person. There's only so many hours in the day. So apparently there was the one farming in, let's see if, if I can find it without going through, but it's basically farming, farming for climate change. I don't know exactly what it was called, but they said it was a good one. And apparently, which is, this is really scary, that within the turn of next century, that Southern California would have lost, um, they said like 500 chill hours, so there'll literally be no stone fruit. Yeah. Well, we can, we can, we agree with that because the low chill ones, I, I believe the low chill ones are under 200 hours. That's a low chill variety of fruit, apples, stone fruit, mm -hmm. that need chill hours to set fruit. We've gone through the stages where we've actually, because of the lack of chill hours, we actually have no stone fruit. It's not worth the time, the space, the money to, to hit and miss on that. We know it has gotten warmer um, every year. So if we lose 500 chill hours and we only had 200, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be brutal. Yeah, exactly. So he said, and there are already avocados and citrus being grown in the Central Valley, and that's Thank unheard of. Yeah, that's that's, that's like that's crazy. I just joked said so by that we should move to Alaska and it'll be you know. I mean, well, I'll just move go yeah. north. And, yeah, I made a joke, but it's not funny. But it's like it's it's gonna be some serious problems. Well, avocados and citrus are one of the cold sensitive things, and if it's in the Central Valley, mm -hmm. that high that far north mm -hmm. then you know it's going to be um, it's just wrong it's i know the adams acres we work with too he's taken out fruit trees he's had to change his thing um it well, is even like a lot of the old in this neighborhood there was some old trees they're not like old like old trees that have been yeah it used to be years. yeah the one you we had still like not still your neighbor's peach trees but you know there's like peaches. volunteer peaches so yeah. somebody planted like the yeah, neighbor and you're like oh your neighbor has peaches down there that's been the that neighbor we used to have she said she said she bought a peach at the store she planted it mm -hmm. and it used, to, it used to have so much peaches on it every year would have peaches and then the last couple of years it Nothing. started getting less peaches and then one year, I think we had, our apricot tree had seven apricots. And then it just died. And then, then, of course, it died. So um, I have zero, we have phasing out fruit trees, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Figs, figs are probably in the fig business um, because they don't need chill hours. Pom the, I think the pomegranates need a little bit of chill hours. I'd have to double check the that. The one on the but front did well. The one by the shower did good. Um, it might be a cold pocket there too, but the other one between the wall and the garage, it might not be cold enough anymore. So we've had to take out fruit trees, mm -hmm. whether we like it or not. We've had to take out, I showed, uh, Mauricio came by the other day to oh, drop yeah. off stuff, mm -hmm. and he said, Well, tell people who Mauricio is. Mauricio is a city Pasadena guy that, uh, water and power that helped us put in our solar in 2003. Well, you know, Three. Three. 2003, helped us put in, he came by and I was talking about, he gave us a, a plaque of a the poem. Yeah, yeah, so he framed it and we have it on our, uh, in the living room. Uh, he said, well, what happened to the apples? Because mm -hmm. I guess they were pretty good at that mm -hmm. time. I said, well, we had a change. Mm -hmm. We were talking about taking out yeah. um, blueberries. Although I was tempted, Armstrong Nursery had a sale on blueberries. And it I was like, grow there again. Uh, without the shallow roots of the... Of the if I put them in yeah. pots, maybe, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, we can, like I said, we'll have to do another wrap-up of... Homestead happening. Yeah, homestead so happening. Back so, to the Echo Farm. Sorry. I so on, yeah, on Friday, um, I I did post on my Facebook like, hey, I'm at Echo Farm PME. If you want to um, you know, meet up. So I, um, Amber, which is a friend of mine, she re uh, works for CCOF. Um, What's CCOF? 
California Certified Organic Farmers. Farmers, yeah. So met her, um, she was a fan Yeah, so she was a fan of our, our family and then met her at, at, at EcoFarm in 2009. And then she's like, hey, I'm gonna be there Friday. So connected with her, real sweet girl. Um, you know, she's like, you, you know, kind of saying, you maybe think about, you know, certifying your backyard. I was like, well, is it really hard? She's like, well, you know, we can, we'll see. So I got her card to, I don't know, might be in the future. So that was Friday. Um, and then Saturday is they only have morning sessions of, of, of workshops. So the morning session I chose was farmer and the chef utilizing abundance. And so, so you know, farm and chef, I'm uh, sorry, farm and restaurant partnership. I'm not going to go through all the, the notes because it's pretty much the same, but they have an RSA. So it's a restaurant supported agriculture. So basically the far, the restaurant pays up front um, monthly. And um, sometimes they win, sometimes they lose some, but they find after, um, what they did was they went through a two year trial of, of, of monthly invoices and then they came to the median average, yeah. average and then that's what they decided to pay for it. That's so, a good idea. Yeah, so I wanted to be curious to see what they were utilizing and basically what it is, close the loop, no way. So he, this the chef makes uh, jammy greens, which he described as getting the greens are too big and too holy and too bitter. And he basically cuts them down, cuts them up, puts them in a pot with ginger, butter, turmeric, and curry, and basically cooks that for like an hour and a half, then adds lemon juice, and then cooks it again for another hour, and so it becomes this jammy greens. And so he puts it on dumplings or roasted carrots or beets and things like that. And I hadn't heard of that, so I thought it was kind of cool. They also do a lot with secondary products, fermenting vinegars. So if he's like, if you get small persimmons, if you get small persimmons, then make vinegar. And or if you have onion tops, then you know dry them what they did was with their onion chops they char them and then dry them and then grind them into a power powder and they mix that in with their vegetables or, or um, their meats and they also do like uh, chilies and, and stuff like that so I thought that was interesting you know we have to we have to do better at that so that's why I kind of was like okay so what can I learn from that one and then, um, so that was Saturday, and then the keynote speaker on, you know, besides, like I said, you're eating, so lunch, breakfast and lunch, and then, and then keynote speaking. Um, so the keynote speaker was, um, was one, well, um, Winona Latou. Yeah, so I don't know if people are familiar with her, so you want to tell what she is? She's Native American, mm -hmm. um, an international renowned activist and author working on the issues of climate change, renewable energy, sustainable development, food systems, and environmental justice. She lives and works on a reservation in northern Minnesota. So she's also founder and co-director of Honor the Earth and encourage public support and funding for native environmental groups. Yeah. Leduc advocates for sorting systems that have long been considered sacred. So she had some... Yeah, she had some quite... Choice, yeah, <laughs> choice words to say. Um, you know, she's proud of her heritage, her heritage and, and rightly so. Um, so she's, you know, trying to, you know, improve her tribe's quality of life, and and you know, it was, it was, she put it the nice way because she she was using y'all and and stuff, and um, so she did um, point out that you know so, yeah, that, that we were white people. <laughs> yes, we are. They were here first. Yeah. yeah. I did that. Yes. So yeah, she did have uh, have much to say. So was she was. Um, so she basically, and she also had something to say about the uh, 
the uh, you know legalization of weed and, and that she said you know what anything monoculture she said I hope y'all don't take over as corn and soy yeah, does like she's saying like it's like tobacco yeah tobacco she said you know what you you, you know you can only get hot you know you that but it. you can't eat it we need food that everybody's concentrating legalizing so, weed which yeah it has its benefits but you but can't eat it if you can't I mean you're not gonna live off it yeah. right so recreation and, and healing I mean it's a healing thing yeah. And actually, I missed it. Actually, it was um, Friday night. I did miss something on Friday night. I missed, yeah, Rewind. I did miss, uh, went to see Dolores. It's a film that just came out about Dolores Huerta. The documentary. Documentary, uh, Cesar Chavez. No se puede. You know, so it was just like, you know, it was... Um, farm workers Farm in workers. California. And it was, you know, it was a... The you know, they showed, uh, they showed Kennedy being shot, Robert Kennedy being shot, you know. It's... Yeah. And she was there, they showed, I mean, she was literally by his side and they zoomed in on her face. So, I mean, she was a powerful woman, woman and um, her struggles, because here's the thing, and, and it came down to, it was like, she had 11 kids. And they're like, mom was never home. She, she changed the world and she changed the lives. But, but they understood it. And they forgave her because at uh, one of the outside of a convention, one, uh, they showed the, the footage. Uh, police took a bottle of Vatarim and put it in her, it battered her, and broke all her ribs. So she was forced to go in the hospital. And then she kind of gave them, and they spent time with the kids. So they kind of re reconciled. But the kids, they interviewed the kids. They were very emotional because it was emotional to have, you know, a mom so. I so I think it's interesting to even like see that film because we, you know, what, Maybe we should screen left, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we before you left, we were giving uh, a class to inner city kids, mm -hmm. the ones that were came from, um, and I mentioned, you know, about growing your own food because of the social justice of, and it was like these are kids from the inner city that will have Hispanic um, heritage, and when you said someone like Cesar Chavez, they didn't quite understand. It was like that heritage of what he did to, you the know, when we saw that, we, we, you know, I remember I said Cesar mm -hmm. Chavez and mm -hmm. they kind of like just blank. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, the farm workers, how they're really, you know, they're not being taken care of in the fields. No. And this food that you're eating is not supporting, you know, families. These families are picking food for you to eat mm -hmm. and they're starving. Or dying. Or dying. And mm -hmm. I said, the poison is like Cecil Chavez. And it was just like, they were just like blank. They don't like, know about their own history. They don't even know about the own history of how farm workers had to fight to feed you guys yeah. in a, in everybody, a sustainable yeah, feed way. Everybody. So, and I think that, um, yeah, and I mentioned that to Chris, who was Wayside Farms. He said, oh, no luck showing this at the detention facility. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no. And I, um, and I mentioned, I said, you know, I was in Florida. Um, my dad was. A, I knew about Kennedy. I knew about, I knew about Kent State. I knew about you know the assassination. I mean, I, I was very well versed because that dad was a child of that generation. And but I, you remember Kennedy. You remember uh, Reagan was shot. Well, I remember here. So dad made sure we knew. But, like, what social justice? Yes, and, but in full, and we actually, I think he picked. He internet. picked. He picked. Uh, I remember picking strawberries in Florida. We went yeah. out one 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 afternoon. I don't know. Very. Vaguely, we're out there. I, and I wish I could check it because I don't know if you guys were old enough. But I remember being in a field with farm workers. Well, Doug said he during picking the strawberries or something or during, citrus. I think he got back from New Zealand and mm -hmm. he hadn't got his um, business going. Mm -hmm. He actually 
pig, the orange girls with the the immigrants. Yeah, and he did Vista too. They did Vista with um, in Arizona with a uh, with a, a another a, immigrant family. Family, yeah. So he would actually he would he was amazed at how the how they worked the fields, and he did. I don't know how long it was, but he said he went worked the, the field and make. Mm -hmm. Well, I remember the grape strike. Well, I did too because I was I'm getting to because coming from Florida, there wasn't much activist thing. Then we moved to California, and Cesar Chavez was again boycott break, grapes, boycott grapes, and I was what 13 at the time, and I said, I literally said, we're not going to eat grapes anymore. I told I told my mom said we're not buying any more grapes. So. So that was a powerful film. It was, and she was a woman, and she was, um, yeah, she, and she stood her ground, and they said it empowered the other woman, because here's the thing, in a patriarchal um, Catholic society, to have her as, as a platform, the guys let, the, it helped the men allow their women to come on the lines with them, because they're like, we're in it together. It wasn't just... Men only and well, women. So they, they, they she's still alive. They still. She's like, she actually lives, I think, in Los Angeles or Riverside. I'm not quite sure. They interviewed her. She's still alive. Yeah. Her kids are out. And actually, Sergio was saying, yeah, her his, his dad. They they did them with them. They have, not not like they would go to the rallies and 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 I think they were called the Brown Berets and they would. Um, his dad was part of. He called them a cholo hippie. Did you finish everything with Winona LaDuke about permanent? They yeah, the so no, yeah, you're basically, you know, she said what people thought no permaculture. She said no permaculture, um, permaculturist, but they had, they're the original permanent agriculture, so. Um, she's a little proud of her heritage. She's proud of her heritage, and, and like I said, it's, and she's trying she's to do that. She's yeah. So she's like, you know, we got to get back to our roots, and we got to feed our, you know, she's trying to, the, di the diabetes that are doing through, going through the tribes, she's trying to lower that with healthy foods, actually having them grow their own food, she's trying to bring back the, the corn, she's, you know. Still harvesting rice? Yeah, they're still harvesting rice, they said they've been harvesting for over thousands of years, and she showed, their, they showed the rice fields in Lake Minnesota. Minnesota, and they showed the bags, they were coming out with the rice, they're still harvesting it, she's trying to grow the corn, find corn varieties. Um, and squashes, so she's trying her best to, to do that. So while that, like I said, that was a chocolate pool. Okay. Like I said, so these I are like get, sound bites. So yeah, so we can we can touch on that. And you, then you get hitched a ride home. So I hitched a ride home. I got thanks to Chris. Um, they had a um, a Boyside Farms. He had extra space, and I hitched a ride home with. Well, Jessica. not home to rest. Oh well, not home. Sorry, <laughs> hitched a ride to Los Angeles with Jessica, Sergio, Chris, and Patrick. Um, so and we just had a lot time of, for. We had a lot of discussion, but our butts were in the car for about five hours, so I was, and you don't want to drink much, so. potty <laughs> Yeah, so we had one, we had one bathroom break uh, outside after coming down the James Dean Highway, I forget rules which one that was called, but. <laughs> so, because here's the thing, I knew it was five hours, and I knew there was a farm to table at the rest cafe that, that night that, that night, and I knew, I said I was going to be home by then, yeah, and, and, or not well, home, Well, Jordy was holding down the fort, so. I had taken Anisha's shift at the cafe for you know, two, two days on the Saturday night. Yeah. I was doing, I was doing, I was fine. It was good, okay. but I was like, I'm gonna be there, and and sure enough, I walked in right as the after. The I just have a you know antisocial thing sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, it went according to plan. You showed up. I showed up, and then the owner and her and the daughters who were were working 
all day that day. They're like, they're like, oh, everybody's here. We're really? close out the shop, and I kind of just hand off the oh. farm dinner to me, and like you guys. No, they were like, oh, you know, when I walked in, close and they're like, your since you're here, you know, we want this done before we close the shop, and I just was like, see, I had parked. I had parked outside the parking lot because sometimes it gets they park they stack people in the parking lot and you can get stuck. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna do my thing, show up, do my little spiel, and leave. And like ten minutes after I arrived, uh, the daughter comes over and goes, so when you close the shop, we need to you know to count the money out of the till and um, to put the candles out and make sure you lock the front door. And I'm like, I'm closing. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're going so home. Talk so about the, you're so talking about the, we're good. And yeah. I was like, well, that so was a long day for me because, like I said, I was up at 6.30. The The conference ended around 12. We left around 1.30. And, and then we trade cars up at Castaic. And so, and yeah, by 7.10, I was at, yes. at in Montrose. So the farm dinner had sauté mix. It was very well. It was very well received. People were... We had 13 people, something like that? Yeah. 13 people. The, the menu... You and our saute mix once you talk because I was seeing pictures of your saute mix, so I'm well, I'm trying to keep in track of saute mix, mm -hmm. bouquets, dessert, so dried figs, pea shoots, garnish, citrus. Because they picked it up on, she got us the order late, so we picked it on Friday. Had, yeah, who has had to pick it up on Saturday so we can cook? And I walk on in Fridays and all the saute mixes all over the counter. It's all laid out in the chef. Keith, he's like looking at every piece. He's like, this stuff in me, what's this? And I was identifying all the things and, and Christina, the owner, she was like, that's all tainment. She was like, oh my God, it is beautiful. Yeah, I, I said, that. yeah, they are, they're like bouquet. She was like, we're gonna have to incorporate on that restaurant. I said, well, you know, one of our clients, a high country club, they buy it. Like, every I don't even week. know what he uses it for. He every might week. use it for uh, decor, I don't even know. Yeah. And she was like, if we pulled it out, she was like, it was just beautiful. And Keith was just, Mm -hmm. You know, this is incredible. It's almost so too beautiful to eat. It is. It's a beautiful bouquet. I mean, I put it in the middle of a table. And so Keith... And then also had some small miniature bouquets after yeah, flowers. Yeah, they almost looked awesome out there. And then so the Keith, uh, he chopped them very finely, and then they sautéed them, and then they had a prosciutto on top of a por uh, salted pork thing, because the owner of Harmony Farms was there as part of the farm. Mm -hmm. He had bought tickets, and they knew about us. Um, so and then the figs were from they were from us but frozen but the the, the saute mix so we when we eventually served that saute mix with the pork you know i was called out of the kitchen and the lady goes what is these greens and so i kind of remember like what we're picking <laughs> you know i'm going through the list she was like yeah it's just the flavors are just like so you know incredible it's not just greens there's a little bit of a bite and there's a little bit of a strong green flavor and she's like this is incredible and that was the sauteed greens um, bouquets. Yeah, so the fig was, the first course was a uh, um, ricotta on toasted bread um, topped with um, pistachios and drizzled with our honey. Mm -hmm. And that was that was the first appetizer. And then it was followed by a citrus, blood orange, and, and uh, ruby grapefruit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and fennel salad. That was gorgeous. I, I came in as that was coming out. Yeah. It was, wow. So it was stunning. Lightly shaved, lightly mm -hmm. shaved um, was this fennel ball steeped in a, in a vinaigrette mm -hmm. um, with ruby red grapefruit medallions and blood orange medallions arranged on the plate with a smear of avocado on the on the plate. So you smear the avocado and then you arrange the medallions and then you put the, the um, fennel, um, uh, shaved fennel with um, dressing. 
and then you topped it with a little bit of the fennel frond and with the with the pea shoot. And people, um, so that went out, and then it got called out again. The lady goes, "What is this?" Well, here's like, the thing. What? And she goes, "This." And she holds up the pea shoot. And I was like, "Oh, it's the pea shoots." And, and she was like, "I thought it was something pea because it tastes like pea." I said, "Surprisingly, we don't sell many peas. Yeah. We sell." We make more peas. money but selling the peas. Shoot, thing, with, but. The, with this farm to table thing, we we interact as being the farmers there. We're, we and waitresses and litter and waitresses and serving. But was unique is like that was inhaled. I mean, it's literally gone. in five minutes. I went out to check on them, plates were empty. I was like, okay guys, bring out the main course, get yeah. they're done. So then the main course was the prosciutto and the sauteed greens for the meat option. And the, the other option was vegetarian. Um, vegetarian, which is a bed of green lentil polenta, topped by wild mushrooms, and um, topped by our bl uh, um, <laughs> bloody uh, Rumex. Rumex. The Rumex. Blood vein sorrel. Yeah, the blood, blood vein sorrel. And so it's like Hearts this beautiful you know, sorrel coming out. It was just... It was incredible. So mm -hmm. that went out. The prosciutto went out with more pea shoots. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was very beautiful. I took photos. And, and then people, dessert like, loved was... And everything's topped with flowers mm -hmm. and all Gorgeous. that. And the, the dessert was the cherimoya, um, what's uh, it called? Ice cream? Oh, yeah, it was ice cream. Cherimoya ice cream. Cherimoya that... ice cream. And but it was, no, it's a name. Hold on. Semifredo. Uh, yeah. Semifredo. Cherimoya semifredo. And... So we get these cherimoyas and we make this little like ice cream, like a loaf ice cream. We slice it and then we with drizzled. the strawberries and, and drizzled with the strawberry balsamic. Yeah, so we made a strawberry sauce with, uh, with mm -hmm. just the sweetness of the strawberries, but with a balsamic. So it was creamy, creamy and yellow no. cherimoyas mm -hmm. swirled with red with sliced strawberries with the vibrant purple pansy on top. Mm -hmm. And it was that was gone. incredible. I think that was gone in under two minutes. <laughs> it was, and we doled it out in the kitchen as well. But um, <laughs> we were like, "Wow, this is good." It was good. I, you know, it was incredible. And you know, I was in charge of the feminine touch, making sure all the plates look pretty. That's what, that's what she made. Well, she wanted to make sure. So, but when I because it's mostly guys in the kitchen. Well, when I te when I told Christina that I was no going to be gone. No offense. Yes, no offense. None taken. When right? I told Christina, the owner of Rest Farmhouse, <laughs> that I was going to be gone. I said I was going to be back in time for the farm dinner, but she I knew she wanted somebody there for farm prep, but I said my sister Jordan would be there. She said, good, because I want a feminine touch. So <laughs> that, that after Toby told I was going to close the restaurant, she was like, you're charged to making sure everything goes out looking good. So I plated, the first thing was the appetizer. I, I plated that, and I took the older pansies and did them as petals around the, around the appetizer. So she walks in, she goes, that is incredible. It's good. I think we can leave now. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, she's like, oh, you know, oh my God, that is incredible. You you know how to play this. Yeah, I know how to do this. So stuff. yeah, basically, it's like, hi, goodbye. I know. She's like, that's I'm it. Like, right. I'm like, I need water because I have, I have like not been drinking. And I'm just, like, just like, it's good. She's like, keep the guys in line. Don't let the plates go out without you know some sort of feminine touch. And, I know. Good. I was and like, I was right. like, what do you need? I said, just water. Give me water. Because I was like, I'm, I just want to drink. You know? But day. everybody was just like, yeah. Oh, I mean, over the top. Oh, and you know, they're going to come back to the, you know, to the restaurant, you know. And, and then tomorrow I get to go to work and make soups back at the, at back the. Back to the nose to the grindstone. Now your vacation is over. Vacation. I know you had. <laughs> that was a, a lot. That was a joke. Needs I was exhausted. Calm down. You're amped up. Like, <laughs> you spot, you've got two hours talking to this Echo Park. No. So that's our 
Uh, well, we think um, probably now what you know, EcoFound twenty nineteen, right? I would say. Um, yeah. How maybe a booth. Maybe even uh, presenters. You know, because. Like, yeah, because I said people kept coming up. I hope to see you back. Even Amber's like, yeah, I'm glad to see you. You came and hope you're back. And so it it felt like you know it did feel like family. Even though I I mean I saw a lot of familiar faces and of course I it was seven years. Eco 2019, right? Yeah, people? seven ten years, right? I don't know. Who's last time been? And she said, you know, like I said, Amber said she said sometimes yeah, eight or nine maybe. I'm not sure. Um, because it came actually when I was in there at, 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 at it said a Facebook memory I think it said nine years ago yeah. it showed you and Sergio on the beach yeah, so yeah. it it went um I said oh yeah but um Time yeah Amber said, fun, right? yeah Amber said that um you know she said sometimes these farms this is like the farmer convention and like I said it's thirty eight years this is where the, the the farmers hang out this is where they gather this is where they get inspiration and I, I even felt even though. I knew all the work we had to do when I got home, and I knew all the work that. So were you depressed or inspired? Both, I was both, and I did have a sense like, yeah, there's a lot of work to be done. Well, one of the things we have to, um, yeah, I think the amount of work we have and the lack of manpower, Mm -hmm. you you know, you know, you know, the incredible things we can do. Yeah, I know. the right manpower. And I think, like I said, that Dolores, uh, Dog Mary, touched me because, like I said, she sacrificed a lot. I mean, and she changed lives. Um, I mean, she but she said, but she sacrificed. Yeah, yeah, that's so, generally what well, it comes down to. T- I, think, I think it touched on a little bit of what I did while you guys were uh, out. Um, I was cleaning up the garage to f- uh, fit a second fridge mm-hmm. that we had to get on Craigslist. I scored a uh, pretty decent price on Craigslist last week. And with the help of Gabriel, I was able to bring it in. It hasn't plugged in yet because I'm not quite sure what our... Circuit breakers will trip, but, <laughs> but um, the thing. Our farm box program is growing. Our farm box is growing. Yeah, so we're able to with the second fridge and with hopefully the new raised beds and the drip irrigation. Uh, it seems like I would like to say we're ahead of the game, but then when I look at the calendar, this week it's going to be February first, and it seems like I'm so behind. But considering last year, uh, where we were and what happened, it's. I go back and forth like it's really I get really depressed because it's spring is just around the corner and there's so much to do and then you look and said what we did mm. so I go back and forth but we did score another fridge we cleaned up the garage and like I mentioned before I think we planted the first tomatoes um, and you it's not even February like packing area in this basement you know yeah just just streamlining you talk about the uh, yeah, they said workshops that's how, how to survive. That's why I said spoke. Yeah, I mean they were pretty right on because I was like I was coming in like we, one, have we had tr- issues with our farm box. What's this? What's the we have irrigation, growth, irrigation growth, issues? Growth, dr- irri- so it was like Chill perfect, hours. perfect workshop to correlate. You know what we were with doing our life. with, with our, our life, life and so, try to get yeah. It was to um, future. moving things around, tweaking things. I was moving some. Um, fortunately, we have. A lot of container plants, so if it doesn't work on some place, we move it to another place to get a little more sunlight. Um, trying to get a head start. It seems like I'm behind, but I like to say I did get something done. Yeah, so um, we'll stay tuned for our, apparently we are now part of the LA Farm Guild. And, and so... Um, new sponsors and new things coming up and for Homestead Happenings return to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> well, um, we do have we have um, interviews coming up. We've got lined up some... Um, you know, uh, signing. I think you know, interesting interviews. Hopefully, um, 
and like I said, if people continue, if they can, you know, suggest stuff and write us. Yeah, also, always share because, um, like I said, our, our download daily downloads are growing. So if we continue to, sh to share that, and you can support our farm. Um, we do have a you know like a donate page and support us GoFundMe. share GoFundMe share you know like us on Instagram Facebook and just spread the word because we're you know we are in the middle of of you know that growth period so we we need to grow um, where it grows I'm not quite sure yeah, but we want to connect we're gonna hopefully connect uh, go up to see that farm in in Malibu and see and see that and then. Ten the open silo on Wednesday and to see make connections, see if we can get some help, partners, and just help us grow forward because we we do need some help. We can't do it by ourselves. There's a lot of work and not enough time in the day to do it. So, I don't know. Oh, this yeah. uh, blue moon, super moon. Yeah, so what is a yeah eclipse on Wednesday yeah, so morning? Yeah, so incredible. Yeah. So and in your what do you in what would you say? Same thing. Yeah, I have to kind of straighten things out in my head about. You know, particularly the focus, uh, you know, I was just thinking about it today, how the focus of the website has changed so many times. Mm -hmm. time I managed it, and I looked at it again, you know, for a long time, and I'm like, it's not, it's changing, it's shifting, everything's shifting, and uh, it is a time of growth. Yeah, time of growth, time to be, you know, trying to figure it out. So. I hope, I hope it made sense of all the workshops. Like I said, if for those, just go on EcoFarm's website and, and, and just look at what they have. And I hopefully have, see you guys to uh, Yeah, let us know if you're right? going to go. And then uh, hit your ride. Yeah, hit your ride. We'll do Carpool. a call Carpool. 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 Road trip. <laughs> and we can take the detour to the yeah. yeah. banks. I'll, I'll lead everyone through that one. <laughs> Great okay. uh, tour guide. And so, right. And like I said, the, their, the title and their, their theme was so good. So hopefully... It's going to be a good year. Hopefully it's so good. So, all right. Until next Thanks. time. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Bye. Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life, back into the land. Oh, 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 help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. The Urban Homestead theme song was written and recorded by Tom Fair. Thanks, Tom. our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to tune in until next time. This is Annie East, Testing. Jordan. Keep on growing.
Remember to follow us on our website, urbanhomestead.org. Also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We love to hear your feedback. And if you'd like to become a podcast patron, go to urbanhomestead.org forward slash podcast.